0: Uh, for tonight's podcast, we're going to make you an offer, you can Hey, it's a movie packed with dirty cops, clean cops. Just when it's I got, thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Uh, it's got double crosses, triple crosses, swindlers. Okay, you want to play rough? Okay, it, I'm reloaded. It's, it's got dames, gents, gunshots, and murders. Attica! Arecia, Arecia, uh, and the classic 1950s cars and every everything but a horse's head in the Ooh, back. I ah, forget about it. Welcome to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Every week we talk about film. Sometimes films I like. There's a flip side to that coin. What if you do got me boxed in and I got to put you down? And sometimes films I like. Films that inspire creativity. Give my creation! Ah! Films that inspire hope. I'm gonna see the world. Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum, and then I'm gonna build things. Films that take you to a place you never knew existed.
1: I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore.
0: Sometimes films that are just entertaining. Oh yeah. We hope that when you listen to us, you walk away with a new idea, a new perspective, or at least you have a good time.
1: Are you not entertained?
0: All right, Dougie. Yeah, that was pretty... Pretty epic. (laughs) If by epic, you mean lame impersonation. Exactly. Your uh, wonderful attempt at Brando. Right. And my stunning uh, delivery as Pacino. (laughs) Yeah, Pacino was really good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, it was uh, fun to do. That's why we do this thing, Dougie. And it is a movie with mobs and all. Yeah, it's a bit of a gangster flick. Yep set in the 50s set in the 50s where are they they're in detroit detroit yes in the and summer use, because it use, seems uh, pretty warm yeah uh well the family who uh they go after is in the suburbs right yeah so right uh, no summer
1: oh summer <laughs> suburbs
0: never mind okay <laughs> uh I even have my hearing aids on. <laughs> I like though that you had to check. I did. Okay. Oh, we haven't even told the the people what we were talking about. No, yeah, they're talking about no sudden move. Uh, the most recent uh, gift from Steven Soderbergh, uh, starring Benicio del Toro and Don Cheadle, as the main two bad guys right and, and actually a whole lot more um, it's quite a crowded cast actually yeah very it's very talent it's a bit of an ensemble really uh, a little bit yeah, uh, yeah. N- as usual i didn't come prepared <laughs> uh but i am uh, i'm really excited for uh, my favorite part of the show which is well i think the music gives it away I... it is time for the old man rundown In a Steven Soderbergh movie with more twists and turns than a Disneyland roller coaster on steroids, No Sudden Move is a movie set in the 1950s Detroit about small time crooks with big time problems, I think. It's called No Sudden Move because I guess if you move, you'll lose the entire plotline of the story. <laughs> you'll enjoy two plus hours of trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And in the end, you will understand. Maybe. (laughs) That's pretty good. It's pretty good, Dougie. Uh, Yeah. This is, I mean, twisty-turny. It really is. I love it. And it is a little hard to follow. It is. It is. It is a movie where if... For me, at least, if you miss a detail, and we can talk about the the majority of this in sure. spoilers uh, probably, right, actually, right. realistically. It's actually a little hard to talk about without spoilers. Yeah, but if you miss a, a small detail, just wait. It will either, A, not matter, <laughs> or B, be fleshed out in a later scene. Somewhere else, right. Uh, right. Because I did find myself out going like, Am I wait, am I supposed to know who this person is? Oh, that's exactly right. I if you're patient, it will come around and be like, okay, okay, I think I got it. I think so. Yeah. And then by the end of the movie, it was like, well, not that the person wasn't important in the film, but the exact who's who of Detroit mobsters was not as important. You're right. You're absolutely correct. This is a movie where if you didn't really pick up the details, as you really just said, it it kind of doesn't matter. Uh, it, it still will flow along to some degree, and some of those details that you wanted to understand along the way don't really matter that much. And another thing... Which is is which is also kind of nice, is the way the plot is written, we are following two characters who also don't really know what's going on. Oh, that's absolutely right. And so yeah, part of the plot is they're trying to figure out what's going on. Right. We feel lost, but it's it's almost justified because our two characters are also going, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. No, um, no, I'm kidding. So yeah. Um Anyways, Dougie, I really liked this movie. Uh no, I did too. Which makes me happy. We haven't talked about this basically at all. We haven't. And that was by design somewhat. Yeah, we normally try not to talk about it, but we give little hints it, or you know, you know we kind of like what we do here. Yeah. Whether you do or not. That's <laughs> what I'm um, we don't care. <laughs> we get <Hoo-wah>. excited about <laughs> There you go. We get excited about it. Movies and then we sort of can't help ourselves. We're already talking about them a little bit, and yeah, I think the movie is or the podcast is a little more fresh if we don't do that, which is hard not. Which is what we've done mostly for this movie. So yeah, I'm excited to hear what you liked about it. Why don't you Uh, start? Ah, my likes for this movie. Well, it's a great cast. It's kind of a fun story. Don Cheadle was amazing. I really liked his performance in this, and and I liked the story. Uh, I liked um, the humor involved. Uh, some of it just surprising humor. <laughs> some of it, some of it, which is in the trailers, like the 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 uh, the guys wear these masks to this house where they're supposed to babysit these people while something else happens, and. They don't want they don't they want to remain unknown. So they wear these goofy masks that really reveal almost everything about them. <laughs> They're so bad. They're really really bad. And uh, uh, and at one point the guy gets tired of wearing his mask, so he just puts the blanket over the head of the <laughs> of the person so he can take his mask off for a while. And, of course, I who hasn't laughed. felt that way sometimes in the last year? Right? <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that moment. <laughs> Where he's like, it's been a long day. I'm just going to put this blanket on top of you, okay? Don't yeah. move. I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> so but, the woman but, just wears the blanket yeah. like, a, like a ghost. <laughs> and the the, uh, the magic of that moment is actually not him doing that, though. That's pretty fu- pretty funny. It's the look of the guy at the door. <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that the movie is full of those moments. And, and if you were a, a strong critic of things, you'd say, well, they don't advance the plot, you know, and uh, oh, blah, sure, blah, blah, sure. blah, blah, blah. But they're funny. And they actually, they actually help carry the movie in some respects. And, and they show the personalities of the guys involved. The other one that that uh, Del Toro does is he's sitting in the car, and uh, and uh, Cheadle won't leave the keys, and he goes, "I just wanted to listen to the radio." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but meanwhile, these guys may or may not be trying to kill each other. Yeah. So, or, or at least run away, or like and you separate. don't know. And so like, right. so right. Don Cheadle not leaving the car keys makes one hundred percent absolutely sense. But yeah. he's like, "I just wanted to listen to the radio." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Yeah, um, I, I, I thought it was good acting. Um, it, it's a, it's kind of a fun story, even if it's a little convoluted. It's, mm-hmm. it's a tiny bit hard to follow, and you get some places where, uh, you you're not sure where they're going with things. But like you said earlier, they don't know either. So, uh. Right, it's it's a good piece of work, I think. Uh, I I you know I enjoyed watching it. Uh, and I watched I watched it at night, and I didn't fall asleep. So there you go. Um, That's a bonus. There you go. Okay, so uh, if it's my turn, uh, is it my turn for likes? Or well, I've you been like- kind of rambling on, so you go ahead and do your likes, and, and if if I think of something else, I'll just jump right in and uh, hoo ha you. Okay. <laughs> Um. So first things first, I want to give credit to the guy who plays the dad, whose name is Matt. Yes, uh, he's kind of the initial subject of this robbery. David Harbour, he's great. Yeah, he uh, really is. You will probably recognize him from things. Um, I recognized his face. I, I did not know his name, but he's in a he's in a lot. Uh actually his his big one this year, actually that I think you've seen is I think he's the dad in Black Widow. Oh, I don't remember. Uh you know it's possible. I, I just don't I'm remember. I'm pretty sure he is. Um, oh well that's really something because that's such a transformation. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a big fan of his. I also love this kid actor named Noah Jupe. Yes. Uh, He plays the son, and I thought he did such a great job. He doesn't have too many scenes, but he plays, like, conflicted really really well. He's conflicted because he wants to be the hero. He also wants... He's also afraid because he's just a boy. Uh, He wants to be the protector of his mother and his sister and... He wants to tell the truth but he also wants to protect his dad like there's just so much in that character and it's a kid and he's he's a tremendous actor uh he's been in he is a kid in Ford V Ferrari he Oh right he plays Shia LaBeouf as a kid basically in the whole movie as Honey in Honey Boy he's incredible in that Uh, he's just—he's a great actor. Tell me his name again. Noah Jupe. Okay, yeah, he deserves—he deserves uh, credit at least from us, anyway. Another thing I really liked, and I'd like uh, to—I don't know if this is true, but I know that Steven Soderbergh has uh, made a few films on like really cheap cameras, like iPhones. Right. And I was gonna look this up before the podcast, but. In typical fashion, I never come prepared for this, but uh, I thought this was filmed really well. I really love the color. It seems very closely filmed, which is kind kind of why I wondered if it's filmed on like a small camera. Yeah, because everything takes place in a car or in a room, and there's very few big shots in this movie. It that that's an interesting comment. It's kind of kind of some of the things I've looked at have been. There have been really great praise for the way he did this, but there's also been some criticism, like, it didn't look good, blah, 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 you know. But uh, he does a lot of the camera work himself, so uh, I wasn't aware of that. But uh, he, you know, people who have worked with him say he's just wonderful to work with. Yeah, um, well, and he's uh, he's, the, he's the guy who does the ocean movies. Yes, uh, right. He's a good filmmaker. Boy, he sure is. Um, and yeah, I think this movie looked really good. There's a couple of things I think they called a fisheye lens or something like that, where the 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 picture looks almost circular. Yes, and it looked strange, but it didn't take away. Right, it was um, just different. It's just different. Yeah, right. that's um, one of the things people complain about. But and you know what? There's this that great, uh, that great director from Greece, uh, Yorgos Lanthimos. He uh he did this big movie, I can't remember what it was called last year or two years ago. And he he got a lot of uh flack for using that fish eye lens too. I think it's just because it, it jars the viewer into a different world there for a second, that people don't like it. I thought in this movie it, it worked really well. I thought it looked good, but just my own personal it's opinion. Right, right. But yeah, uh not much action, but actually pretty tense throughout the film. You yeah. know, little wavelengths of like tense tension release, tension release, tension release. Exactly. Uh, and also a lot of little subplots. You know. The white versus black and Yes. You know, things things that still exist today, but especially existed in Detroit in nineteen fifties. Yes, exactly. The 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 mafia, the businesses, it's all very spider spiderwebby. Everything's interconnected. I would say that if we were to talk about all the different subplots, we'd have to move on to my dislikes. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we would but, uh, but yeah, would. so those are mostly my likes. And I wanted to add to the the automobiles. I love the fifties cars and that was just they were just terrific. Yeah. The older cars in the movie. Yeah. Know, they they found some great examples of uh, automobiles in there. And remember this is Detroit where they make a lot of those cars. Right. And that's part of the subplot. That it's is the a subplot, automobile. yeah. It's, yeah. The automobile manufacturers and all that. Okay, so we'll we'll, we'll get to that in spoilers, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, have we got a lot? Have we said a lot about the spoilers? <laughs> mm. have, uh, have, have you anything else to add about likes? John Hamm plays the. Oh, the yeah, he's cop, great. And he does a really, really good job of that. Um, he's always such an officious he's... punk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. He's, yes. He's a great actor. I like that guy. Also, uh, um, oh, the. The woman, the wife. The, the, yes. Uh, the mom. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the mom. mom and wife Basically, of David mom. Harbour. Yeah. What's her name? Did you write it down? Yeah, I sure did. Uh, her name is Amy Sinitz. I think I pronounced the last name right. but She plays Mary Wurtz. Mary. Yeah. Right. And she's, she's so good. She was really good. Really good. Again angry with her husband for getting involved in whatever he's gotten involved in but also mad at the guys robbing her husband yeah uh she played that right that that note just perfectly like yeah yeah you could tell you could tell that if she wasn't an actress in her real life her husband probably got armed or robbed by the mob in the 50s (laughs) <laughs> no, that's she true. Nailed the that's reaction. True. She really perfectly. did. She really did. I think that's the only ones I want to mention from from my list. But uh, it the the guys in the the guys robbing the house were they were just spot on. They got those goofy masks and oh man, you know they, they don't really. Turns out they don't really know what's going on. They're just supposed to babysit this family while the. But while the husband, uh, while the husband Matt goes out and retrieves something from his office, right, and it goes on from there. Anything else would be a spoiler. <laughs> we certainly don't do that, do we? No, God? never, not anymore, Dougie. All right, Dougie, tell me your dislikes. You know, I don't have a ton of dislikes, though. The one thing I guess I would mention is I, I kind of alluded to it earlier, is that it's a little bit hard to follow in places. And a number of uh a number of things that didn't really get resolved, I guess, is the right way to say it. Um Yes. <laughs> one of them I hear about in spoilers, but uh it it's not super clear. Why the guy needs five thousand dollars, even from the beginning, it doesn't seem to me it was never really clear uh what his motive was for doing that because it's a very specific amount um, but other than that, really, I didn't have an awful lot that I didn't like about the movie. I mean, I enjoyed it uh. You could be a, you could be upset about the placement of the humor, but I wasn't. Sure, I mean you <laughs> could, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's really funny. That that's like your one dislike is why does Don Cheadle need five thousand dollars? <laughs> no, it's not my one. My one dislike was that it's sort of hard to follow. Yes. Okay. Got it. Uh, it does look like he did film it on an iPhone 6, so not even like a new iPhone. Oh, wow. Like an old iPhone. Really? Yeah. Because I've seen pictures of him with a fairly big camera, but it could be that that wasn't from this picture. True. Or it could be... With some of it. ...spliced yeah. into yeah. it or whatnot. Yeah. But anyways, and that's just what I read on the internet, so maybe it's true, maybe it's not. But uh, okay, my dislikes are, yes, there is uh, there are There are a few people in this movie that are in there for one or two scenes, and their story doesn't seem resolved, nor does it seem too important to the overall... Once the ending comes around, it doesn't seem like this character added too much. Right. Uh, I'm not going to get into who it is, but it's just... You can do that later. Yeah. Uh, Or, or honestly, even if I just remembered it. Because, because really... This movie did feel a little long. It felt like there might have been one or two characters or scenes or uh, sequences that weren't completely necessary. That make, uh, for example, most of the time, uh, the, the mom, what's her name, Mary? Yes. Most of the time, Mary and her children are at the sisters or... Wherever they went. Family, friends, or neighbors. Right. Most of those scenes didn't matter to me. No, not really. Uh, because I mean the story is the story of Don Cheadle and Benicio del Toro. Uh Ronald and Kurt. Um Right. And so yes, I think David Harbor, the Matt character, is great, and he is an essential character. He's not the story character, no. and the stuff at the the neighbor's house just seemed kind of like okay, like we're not really gaining much story. We're gaining a few perspectives on the family and how they're doing, but ultimately, it didn't matter to me. You're correct; it could have been cut, actually. Uh, and and so at the end of the movie. You know, as I'm thinking about rating it and as I'm thinking about watching it, I i mean, I did kind of towards the end look at my watch a little bit. Even oh, though I was did. never bored, yeah, I was just kind of like, interesting. Oh, this is kind of going on a little bit longer than I was expecting it to. Yeah, Especially with some of his movies being so quick and crisp and clean, like the Eleven movie, Ocean's Eleven. It's like not a scene is wasted in that movie. But do you think... uh having watched some of his other pictures that you expected it to be more crisp or? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, this is kind of grimy. It's kind of gritty. It's kind of, it's, not, it, it's a little slow pace. It's got some, it's got some wait time where you're kind of waiting for things to happen. Yeah. I just wondered if that influenced your opinion. Well, I don't think so because I, as you'll see in the ratings, I liked this movie quite a bit. Um, I just there were some things there that kind of made me question like huh, yeah. uh there's that and then um no I think that was it basically it's a, I'm I'm with you it's a little hard to confuse I feel like there were too many introductions to too many characters that didn't end up mattering to the story well, you know that's, that's true In Ocean's 11 you know there's 11 characters but each one has a very Everyone's specific crucial. role yeah, In this movie true. there's like 24 characters and 12 of them are are important right you know so at least as i took it obviously and a couple of them are only there for the when they roll the credits i mean yeah you know right i think some of it is uh some of it is i don't know if how this was if this was based on a book or whatnot but it, it kind of felt like it might like those characters that were in the movie for a few minutes might be given a few chapters in a book. Maybe so. Uh, I and I'm unaware of what it was based on. And I don't it doesn't I mean it didn't feel like a book, but no. If it were, that would make more sense why those characters were included in the movie but not fleshed out because it's already long. So anyways, uh yeah, not a lot to complain about this movie though. And man, do I love uh I love Benicio del Toro. But he's f- Fun to watch. But Don Cheadle really stole this. Yeah. Especially yeah. because I just watched Don Cheadle be terrible in uh, the worst movie of the year, Space Jam. Oh. Uh, oh, he was in Space Jam? <laughs> yeah, he's in Space Jam, and he's terrible. Is he Point Guard or something? No, he's I uh, he, uh, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, so those are my dislikes. I think now would be a good time to talk about our sponsor. Absolutely. Do you need a mask for criminal activities, but you can't afford one? The Make-A-Mask Foundation is providing completely worthless masks for free. You'll get caught, and you'll look stupid, but at least you'll (laughs) be able to breathe. To support criminals across the nation, donate today to the Make-A-Mask Foundation in care of one brew over the cuckoo's nest. Cash only, please. Great sponsor, Dougie. They're they're a really generous corporation. Yeah, they've they've been doing this quite a while now. They've saved a lot of uh, poor, a lot of poor, poor thieves. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you know their masks are at least as good as the ones in the movie. Oh my gosh! The the listeners who have seen this movie already will understand. You'll absolutely understand how ridiculous these masks are. Very amusing. So funny, intentionally so. I'm has sure has to be. Oh my goodness! Because I'm thinking of all like all the bank robber movies that like you've seen where like the bank robbers' masks are like kind of scary. Yeah, or, like, they're all brilliant really build up in different. <laughs> or, yeah, they, yeah, they're clowns or they're just yeah. like painted and you're just like this is gross or creepy yeah these masks are so stupid they don't cover anything really. <laughs> oh my gosh they're so funny and we're not giving away anything because you can see them in the trailer oh so. man yeah but man they're <laughs> so bad so funny yeah they're, they're great I loved it it's one of those moments I talked about earlier where something's really funny yes yeah. yes and it, you know it's just you might and for a second, I went. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> I did to But then, like, as I'm watching him and they keep taking him on and off, I'm just like, oh no, it's a joke. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get there's it. I'm, actually, I'm in on the joke. There's quite a bit of humor in this movie. Yeah, a lot of it uh, done by uh, Del Toro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we rate no sudden move. I agree. Let's rate the movie. You said a man wanna see me. Alley, back Can't come in. What is he, white? Oh, boy. So what's the score? we are sending a man that works in
1: an office to pick something up. You are part of a babysitting team watching his family while he does it. Good morning. Everything is normal, except
0: want? is that something you'd say?
1: Normal Monday? I'm gonna shoot you right now. Can I go home
0: now? Wait at the house after.
1: What do you mean after? Right off of you. What is going What's on? What's going on, big guy? Yeah, what are we doing? We're following instructions. Are you helping me or are you not helping no, 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 me? No, 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 no.
0: Thank you. Set up, man. God called me, offering me ten thousand dollars to turn you in. 15 foot white guy. Think
1: you the only one that can make a move? I can make a move
0: too. Application. i like to listen to the radio. I'll go first. Okay. Four and a half. Four and a half. That's very generous of you. I was thinking I originally rated this a four in my head and in my initial watch because it was long. Yeah. And because of the, all the characters and stuff. But as we were talking about it, and, like, it's been a few days now since I've watched it, like, I kind of just want to watch it again. Like, I think it's one that Jordan would like, and I'm excited to just review the characters and review the story. And, uh no, is a rewatch necessary for a good rating? No, but, like, at the end of the day, if I'm wanting to rewatch a movie, it deserves that extra half-star bump. So, that well, is not a... a- I don't know if I would rewatch it or not, because I know how it's going to come out, you know. But I might because some of it's just amusing to watch. It's fun, and also, quite honestly, I think you would pick up more of of what's going on. I think there's a lot to rewatch, or I yeah. think there's a lot to understand on a second yeah. view. Yeah. Now. Did you want to add anything else to your rating? No, I talked about it enough, I think. Yeah, I think I think I have. You think well. I did too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think there's enough of the story that's not clear enough for me that I'm probably going to rate it a four. I really liked the movie a lot. Yeah, for I, sure. I'm teetering in between a four and a four and a half, but I'm going to stick with a four, I think. Well, that's good, because otherwise people would think you copied me. Oh, we don't want that now, do we? <laughs> if we're always the same, one of us is not necessary. Or in some people's minds, maybe both of us are not necessary. <laughs> but we don't care about them. That. That's true. We don't care about those no. people. What else you got, Dougie? Um, you it's... got any fun facts for us? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have one. Um this movie was one of the first that were uh, one of the first films to be uh filmed during COVID, right at, towards the end of COVID. So they were still in full COVID uh protocols during the movie, during the shooting of the movie. And they were in Detroit like two and a half months wow. to film this. But the interesting thing here is that they had to follow all the protocols. So in between takes and things like that, they had to put a mask on. They had a guy whose job it was to tell him to put a mask on. And that can't have been that much fun. No. But they also had CDC people there ensuring that this was done right. Interesting. Yeah, and they had inside information as to when the... Uh they had better guesses than it, most of us as to uh, when we would start to get vaccines. So they told them at one point, "Look, the Johnson, no, the Pfizer or Moderna." Yeah, Pfizer is the one they mentioned. The Pfizer vaccine is looking pretty good. It it might be it might be the one. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like. No, they weren't, them, right, they, they weren't insider trading. Right, they weren't being like, "Hey, by the way, go buy a Pfizer vaccine." Right. No, no, it wasn't that. It was just that they were on the set anyway, and you know they're they're not shooting all the time, so they're just they're just shooting the breeze, right, with these guys talking. Say, "Hey, when are we gonna be out of this?" And they're like, mm-hmm. "Well, the vaccines, uh, Pfizer vaccines, looking pretty cl- good." Like, it's like exactly. Yeah, it was it was more small talk, but it seemed like insider. Info kind of. Yeah. Because they are yeah. the guys on the, the front lines or whatever. Right. Interesting. That is kind of interesting. It is. Yeah. That's a nice little bit of trivia. I picked that up on IMBD, which uh, I'll plug them because they you know, they do a lot of good stuff on there. So oh yeah, that's it's a really great site. Great site. It's a great site. I think uh they're they're not an official sponsor, right? No. But pretty much every <laughs> wish every every bit of quote unquote fact we come up with a movie comes up <laughs> from there. Yeah. <laughs> often from there. Yeah, sometimes actually called trivia. Although I do pick up things from other sources. Sure. So, yeah. Uh it is funny. I'm I, not a complete I bank listen robber, to robber. Pod- I don't wear I don't wear a silly suit. <laughs> I listen to Mask. a podcast uh hosted by Mark Maron called WTF. Oh yeah. And he talks to a lot of actors and directors on there. Right. And uh one of Mark Maron's things is he doesn't do very much research. Uh, he does a little bit of research. Interesting. Um, because his whole thing is he likes, and and as a listener, I appreciate it, but his whole thing is he wants the conversation to be fresh. And right. so he doesn't want to have all this presumed knowledge of a person's career oh, and stuff like that. So he he's admitted it and said it on purpose. Like He says, I don't do a lot of research, but I was going through, and he, this happened a few times where he said, I, I'm going through IMDb, and, uh, the actor or actress will be like, oh, what does it say? And, be, and he'll be like, oh, it says your first movie is this. And they'll be like, yeah, that was pretty close, but I actually did another movie first. Oh, so interesting. It's not always correct, yeah. but for, yeah. for non-professionals such as you and myself, that's as good as we're going to get. Pretty good source. Yeah. The, the other thing, it's, I don't know if it's really trivia, but they, I watched an interview somewhere else with the actors about, uh, um, Soderbergh, and they were saying he's just a genius to work with. He's such a great guy to work with. Now, the, you might find other actors who who don't agree, right? But uh, uh, they were they were just heaping the praise on the guy. He said, "If he says I got it, he got he it. He got it. <laughs> oh, I've got one uh, that we can add for trivia. All right, we got a recent Apple Podcast review from." Uh, Prof. J. New, they say, an entertaining and casual movie podcast. Doug and Kevin are not like other pretentious film critics, but instead they each embrace what they like in films and thus provide an enjoyable, quote-unquote, everyman review of movies. Thus, their their unique podcast can authentically praise films that maybe Hollywood critics passed over as Kevin gushes over violent films while excusing poor acting. (laughs) Touche. And Doug can snipe films whose vulgarity ruined his experience. And yet this father-son duo provides accurate and stimulating commentary on films they pretend for no one and entertain all. As the listener feels part of the family, that's Very nice. nice. Very nice. Thank well, you. Thank you, Prof. J. New. Your listenership means the world to us. It sure does. That's why we do this, right? Absolutely. And uh, and yeah, if if you uh, if you'd love to hear if if you want to hear more guest feedback, you'll just have to write some more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you can hear all the all our plugs at the end there. Sure. You get uh, the addresses and all everything, all of it, right? Please write to us. Should we get a? Do we sound desperate? (laughs) Please write to us. (laughs) Hey, Dougie. Yeah, you ready for a segment? Oh, absolutely. Can we do one brew two? Ooh, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, me too. I'll tell you why. This movie made me think of other movies. Even when I was watching it. it, wasn't like I got done. I thought. Hey, this was kind of like uh, it was like in the middle of it. You were right, like, "Oh right. man, this feels yeah. like yeah." Uh what yeah. a great and, and you know what that that really ultimately is the point of one brew two. It is is if you like this movie, you might like this movie or whatnot. You know, that's that's right. Uh, Once so, in a while, when we do uh, one brew two, we'll tell you a movie we think is better than the one we watched. If we, we've really slammed the movie, we might right, offer you yeah. an alternative. True, that's true. I don't think that's the case on this, although no. I like the two movies I'm going to recommend, too. I, so. Me, too. Yep. So, thumbs up. Um, well, thumbs up. Well, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, so, the first one, and, and, and amazingly enough, my my movies are both uh, Coen Brother movies. Wait, are you serious? I am, which is really funny. If you, one of mine is know. a Coen Brothers movie. No way! And the other one, I only picked because it wasn't a Coen Brothers movie. I had <laughs> two Coen Brothers movies picked out, and then oh, I was that's like, funny. "Nah, I don't want to give both of them to the Coen. So that's so funny. Right? Almost four. And to be fair, this movie has a Coen Brothers feel. It does. It really does. Yeah. Okay, so I'm excited yeah. to hear yours. Okay. Okay. So my first one. uh, my first one is going to be the movie Fargo, which was a oh. Coen Brothers hit in 1996. You want me to make you some eggs, Margie? <laughs> is that your Is that your partner there in the chipper? <laughs> That's my favorite line. Ever. Oh, what a great movie. Although, I suppose if we're not doing spoilers, that would... Was... Never mind. Nobody ends up in a wood chipper. Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, not doing spoilers of so- Fargo. Screw- now, if you haven't seen Fargo, stop listening to this show. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. But do just watch just it, it and close. then come back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it, it, it is a, a great movie with a, a lot of uh, dry humor. Yes, and- it's the dark humor that's in that. Yeah. That's in the Coen brothers. Right. Right, and and it does it did remind me of this movie, and I think if you like this movie, you would probably like Fargo if you haven't seen it yet. Agreed. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So so my first Coen Brothers movie that I <laughs> that I went with was actually uh Raising Arizona. Ah. Yes. Uh, Nicholas Cage in one of his absolute best and most real performances. Uh. Oh, and I can't remember the the lady. I think it's Holly Hunter, maybe. Uh, shoot. I think, she, I think it is Holly Hunter. I think maybe. it is. Yeah. Uh, she's just great. Uh, about a goofous criminal who falls in love with his guard. Uh, they go on some crazy adventures, and John Goodman and John Turturro are in it as like escaped prisoners, and oh. Uh, it's just it's it's all Cohen brothers, but the the dark dry tone, the the just the humor. It's such a good film. Yeah, yeah. Now my second one I'm going to say tonight is uh, actually even more reminding me of this one, and it's it's got the and it is also a Cohen brother. So this is a tribute to uh, the Joel and Ethan Cohen, and a tribute to Soderbergh. Yes, because making a Coen Brothers. If you're movie. making a Coen Brothers movie where people are going, oh, that kind of feels like a Coen Brothers. Yeah. That's that's a big thumbs up on uh, my on my book. Right, right. And I so was the, right; it was Holly Hunter. It was, but okay. sorry, go ahead. Well played. Um, yeah my uh my second movie is uh, the oddest role I think I've seen Tom Hanks play. And that is Lady Killers. Uh, yeah. he plays Colonel Sanders, basically. Basically, yeah. So funny, and, and it has these little twists and things, and especially the the later twist that made me remind that reminded me of this movie. And uh, it's a funny movie because it it starts off with, and it actually doesn't seem like it's going to be that good. Um, so, I love that movie. Yeah. I watched that movie I think when it came out. Right. And i it did, I did, wasn't a big movie buff when it came out. Oh right. Uh and I just loved it. I think, Dougie, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh oh. This might be news to you. Okay. I think I had this movie on VHS in my hidden VHS collection when when I was living at your house as a child. I am stunned. <laughs> stunned.
1: I'm I think surprised I, I, we
0: never found that when we were searching the room every day. <laughs> <laughs> Although, uh, I don't think we could have found it. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it. In the end, it's a fun movie. It's I love it. I love it. It is probably the least Cohen Brothers-y. Yeah, maybe. But, I man, don't. is it fun. Yeah. Who is a... a J.K. Simmons is in that movie. He is. He's he's one of the burglars, I think. Now this is just an aside, but the more I see of J.K. Simmons, the more I like. The oh, guy. he's great, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. so good. He was in a movie I didn't like at all. Oh, get one out about of the here, drummer! But get uh, out. I have seen. You him mean in the greatest things? You know what? Every time I just to get. I'm just about to get past you not liking Whiplash, you happen to bring it up, and I'm just like, I need a new host. I gotta get at someone who yeah. likes movies in here. Ever <laughs> <laughs> somebody who likes every movie you like? No, I think every that's what person you really mean. In the world, should like Whiplash? Yeah, it just it it questions your humanity. Hey, do you not, really want to go there? No, because I just. <laughs> I'd, I want the listeners to keep listening. And as soon as you say that, we lose half of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. I know. Do you have a second selection? Here? I do. It is not a Coen Brothers movie. Although what? I did feel like I could have picked a couple other Coen Brothers movies. Did you have another Coen Brothers movie? I head? did. It, it. Not as much because it doesn't feel much like... A, the Big Lebowski. Yeah. But, like, it, again, with the dry tone, the, the weird sense of humor, the the caper gone wrong, like, the... Oh, you're, you're saying that would have been one of yours? That would have been That my would pick. have been a good one, because it really is yeah. somewhat like this, yes. Uh, but I went with a little film not many people are, are aware of, I don't think, but it's called Seven Psychopaths. <laughs> uh, It is... Colin Farrell, Woody Harrelson, Sam Rockwell, Christopher Walken, amidst others, and it is a crazy written and directed by Martin McDonough, who did who's done a few of these little Irish films. Huh. Uh, in Bruges, uh, he did a really good one called Calver Calgary. Uh, that one's really good with Brendan Gleeson. Huh. Uh. But anyways, Seven Psychopaths is this caper gone wrong. Uh, Colin Farrell is a writer. He's a playwright. And he's writing this story about these seven psychopaths. Uh, and Sam Rockwell is his buddy. And his buddy and Christopher Walken steal this person's dog from the dog park. And it's a little scheme they've got going on. Oh. And they sell these. They pr- So one of them steals the dog. And the other one returns the dog for a ransom. Oh, I see. And they see. they kind of steal him from this wealthy park, and right, right. Uh, they usually get you know a couple thousand dollars worth of ransom, or a couple right. hundred dollars, or whatever. And they so they've got this little scheme. Well, they end up stealing a dog that belongs to Woody Harrelson, who happens to be a top notch gangster in this Whoops. little world. And from there, <laughs> hilarity ensues. And uh, the one thing that's very different about this is at the end, you don't know what is true and what was the book he was writing. And there's all kinds of, but all kinds of twists and turns and uh, characters introduced and then disappeared. And uh, so kind of really kind of similar to this, but that movie's humor is not quite so dry. It's a little more outlandish, uh, but still just... Just a great great time um big fan of all those movies, but I should hasten to add you have to uh, with with uh, especially with uh, the writer the reader uh calling in I should hasten to add that there's a quite a bit of vulgarity at the beginning of lady Killers I and know then, didn't you watch it with Mom I did <laughs> well no you I tried it. to you started it with Mom, <laughs> yeah, I finished it on my own. Just because there's one character who's who's got just this terrible potty mouth and you think, "Oh well, it's not gonna be that the whole way the whole movie like that yeah, and, then, and it is well, it's not a, no, no, no you're right the it's the worst at the beginning, yeah, yeah, and the lady the lady keeps after him to clean it up, yes, that's right, is, that's right, yeah, which is always a good bit, yes, that's just classic humor, yeah. Ah, oh, so good Great Good segment, Dougie I got yep. nothing else to add until we get to uh, spoilers Do you? Uh, nope, we'll just wait for the spoilers Alright, thanks for listening Yes One brew over the Cuckoo's Nest is created and hosted by Kevin and Doug Zay. Follow our social media on Twitter at OneBrewover for Kevin and at the Old Man and Brew for Doug. Keep up with the podcast on Instagram at OneBrewover. Email your feedback to onebrewover at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy the show, leave a review and tell a friend sound bites and trailers for films are taken from youtube and do not belong to this podcast all original music is written and recorded by kevin zade for archival episodes and more go to www.onebrewover.com and thanks for listening to one brew over the cuckoo's nest Spoilers, uh, this is a caper, a whodunit kind of. Yeah. So if you have any interest in preserving the surprises and twists and turns for your own viewership. Oh, absolutely. Uh, one reminder, this is on HBO for a few more days, I think. I'm not sure when it'll get pulled off. but Yeah, keep in mind, if you're just a casual uh, viewer of TV, that these movies go on to... HBO and Disney and places like that, and then they go off. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and, and just a heads up, at the time of recording this, it's on yeah. HBO. It right. may be taken off. I haven't done any research on when it will be, but... No. And we're often a couple weeks ahead. Right, exactly. So, yeah. anyways, good luck finding this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, if you've seen it, and you want the spoilers, if you haven't seen it and don't care about spoilers, uh, here are the spoilers. Absolutely. So when Don Cheadle gets his head. Blown, I'm just kidding. <laughs> In the fr- oh, boy. No, Okay. Okay. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Wow. I'm not going to lie. I don't think Brendan Fraser is a very good actor. Well, I think we agree on that. Uh, People were saying, "Oh, it's good to see him back." And I thought, that's kind why? of what that's kind of how I felt yeah. immediately when I saw him and was like, "Oh my gosh. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen Brandon Fraser." And, and, then, and then you're like, "Oh, that's right. He's a key actor." And that's why people haven't been seeing him lately. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's hard to keep working if you're not a very good actor. Uh, I don't think he's a great actor. I think he is actually really fun in kids' movies, i.e., yeah. George of the Jungle or right. that weird one where he's the Canadian guy who rides a horse backwards. Oh, Deadly Dudley D. Right. Those yeah. are some really fun roles that he's in. He's... So, Brennan Fraser is gathering up this team yeah, of three guys. Who say they don't know each other. Because they don't. Because they don't. Yet they all work in the same circles and they n- all know who each other kind of is. Right? So that was kind of confusing. Cause it, because Don Cheadle's character, he's like, oh, so you must be Ronald Reagan oh, or whatever it is. right? Right. Uh, it's Ronald something. Yep. And then uh, Ronald Russo. And, yeah. uh, and he's like, and that would make you Kurt Groinks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the other guy's name is just Charlie. Charlie, played by uh, a Calkin, right? Yeah, uh, Kieran Calkin. Are they related to the, like Macaulay? Yeah, that's his brother. Yeah. Oh, it is really. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, he was pretty good. He's not in the movie very long. <laughs> no, he's he's not. He's a small part, but he's kind of. All right, did that surprise you? Yeah. When uh, he gets shot. Me yeah. yes. too. Yeah. Uh, that really surprised me.
1: Well, you know, they
0: pull off the mask, and you're to
1: they're gonna right, they're
0: going to kill them because now they've te- – because before <laughs> – sorry. I'm thinking about their masks Oh, right my gosh, now. those masks. They, that so- certainly uh, would keep you from ever identifying those guys. <laughs> I was looking up a picture of – or I was looking up the movie to find out if it was shot on iPhone or whatever. And there's a picture of Benicio del Toro wearing that mask. It's just... It's so dopey looking. It's, and yeah. it's clear. It's Benicio del Toro. Like, it doesn't hide yeah. anything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A- an interview with uh, del Toro said um, that those masks were really uncomfortable. <laughs> Which makes it even better when in his yeah, scene. I think they're, yeah, they're made of leather. Okay, so... Is there anything you really want to spoil? I'll spoil something for you. Yeah. Kurt, played by Don Cheadle, is trying to buy his land back. Yeah. You said you didn't know why he needed $5,000. It's only clear later, I think. Oh, that seemed to be the reason you kept it from a four and a half, was because you didn't understand why Don Cheadle needed exactly $5,000. No, No, try to listen, Kevin. (laughs) I found, the reason it's a four instead of a four and a half, we have to go over this ground again, was that there were several things a little like that, that that were less than clear to me. And, you know, I like it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Nothing can be vaguer than, Uh, is that bacon cooked perfectly or slightly overdone? Right, it's lazy writing to make it vague. Sorry, just saying. Not always most of the time sometimes yeah that's my opinion yeah. well that's vague i mean to leave it leave it for the for the viewer to solve it and then solve it somewhere what do you th- you know you know how i feel what about this stuff what do you think stuff. was that left unsolved oh now I, you put me on a something <laughs> an adventure something uncomfortable no no i'm just uh, curious Because by the end of the movie, I felt by the end of the movie, I felt like I understood everything except the guy in the hotel lobby who I knew who it was. I just didn't quite understand what he was doing there. I think, frankly, it's been a little too long since I watched Mm. the movie. It's long and uh, uh, I, I don't remember... Specifically, I just remember thinking several times, "Well, that didn't really go anywhere," but I'm not able to come up with specific. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, what about Ray Liotta? We didn't really talk about him much because to talk about Ray Liotta's character would be kind of a spoiler in general. But Frank Cap Capoli, yeah, uh, he's like the mob. He's he's one half of the mob boss, basically. Right. Right. Uh, I love Ray Liotta. I do too. He's looking a little older in this for some reason. He, well, I mean, he's probably uh, well for some reason he he's older, older, right? Yeah. Uh, but it, it's always interesting when, like, actors you have kind of forever gray right. for one yeah. thing, i.e., Clint Eastwood and right, uh, Steve Martin. Like they're right. They've been gray haired for the longest time, and Ray Liotta too. And so, right. like, to see him looking kind of old. Was a yeah. little bit of like a yeah, the rest of him looks now like his hair. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. watching Clint Eastwood in The Mule. It was like, oh gosh, right. he's old. And then you look oh, yeah, it up, and oh, is oh he is old. <laughs> yeah, has a reason for that. Uh, but man, I still thought he he held his own. He's such a good actor. Dynamic, yes, I think yes, great he word. Is. That, yeah, um, yeah. And the, the other thing, uh, a couple other spoilers in mind. Uh, Matt Damon's role. So they go put his name in the credits or what? I mean, it seemed a waste of uh, of a, that talent, I guess. Well, he's just the he's just the the CEO guy, right? That gives him the money. Isn't that all he does in the movie? Yeah. He also yeah. hires John Hamm, which was a big reveal. Is that yeah. John Hamm wasn't a cop? He was a cop. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Ah Yes, you're right We do kind of sound like four-year-olds We do, Uh, but I'm right (laughs) To your To to your possible credit Of this idea of this movie Being a little bit hard to follow Which I even said at the beginning Is like, most of the details Don't matter Is John Hamm a cop, yes or no? I guess at the end it doesn't quite matter If he was a crooked cop Or he wasn't a cop and he worked at Matt, for work and, for Matt Damon. Right. And and you're right. He very well might not have been a cop at all. But it just felt like he was a cop. And to your in the credit, <laughs> now we're the opposite. <laughs> Let's credit now each other. The oh, no, you were right. Credit to uh, you. To your, but to your credit for reals, right. uh, he does walk in the crime scene with all the cops around. So either he's a cop or he's very well connected with the cops. So, right. Uh, what do they call that? Mm, six on one, half dozen on the other, or something like that. Six of one. Well, that math sucks. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert: math is not my strong suit. Uh, but yeah, so uh John ham is is not trying to solve the mystery one way or the other. He's either right. a crooked cop getting paid off, or he works for Matt Damon's character. Uh. I actually like I don't know if I said this already but I liked Matt Damon in this role. I actually think this is where Matt Damon works best for me. Just in 5 minute mm-hmm. roles. I think he's a great cameo. Uh I huh. think he is a tremendous actor. I think when people see Matt Damon movies they go a little bit crazy and I go he's good. Uh for example Born, the Born movies, he's great. Right. Love the Born yeah. movies. Uh yeah. other movies where he's like the leader, I'm kind of like maybe Maybe someone else could have done this movie. <laughs> well, there, that there, you have a, a case in point there, but I do, I do like his movies, and when I see him in a smaller role, I, I guess I think he should have been a bigger role. Well, and he's a bigger name for sure. I yeah, mean, he's got a yeah. lot of clout, and and but I yeah. liked him in this role, the kind of schmarmy, <laughs> like, I mean, they were basically going to hire either Alec Baldwin for this role or. Someone else, and they went with Matt Damon, and I thought it worked well. You can't go with Alec Baldwin because people won't take him seriously I know that's true. He did that to himself. Um, yeah, he did. Well, Saturday Night Live did it too. Well, him. he but he accepted the role.
1: <laughs> so, did you have other
0: moments if, that you want to mention? Because I have a couple. Okay, so Charlie uh, getting shot was one of them. Yeah. Um, and that happened fairly soon in the movie. I saw this coming, but I did not like Benicio Del Toro's demise. Oh, you didn't? No. I just like... You saw it coming? I did. He was running away with With the the boss's boss's wife. wife. And I went... As soon as he got in the car with her, I went, oh, no. Yeah, I did. Which doesn't bother it for me, but like... I didn't see it coming. And then she shoots him, and he... (laughs) <laughs> sorry, it shouldn't be funny. Uh, no, it's that's it's the Coen brothers' dark sense of humor. Yeah, it's hilarious. She shoots him, and it doesn't get him because it goes into it's his whiskey, whiskey flask. flask, and then he's like, huh, and she shoots him in the <laughs> face. Yeah, yeah. And she like says like sorry or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Ronald. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, so I didn't like that. I mean. It fit the movie fine. It's not like I was disappointed yeah, with the choice. No. I was just sad because I, I was hoping that Ronald and Kurt would get away because they're just kind of those fun, yeah. screw-up characters you kind of like to root for. Uh, huh. Well, I didn't see that coming at all. I I I thought they were both getting away. Well, actually, I, I, I thought only he was going to get away at that time, I think, because it, it looked like those guys were going to... Oh yeah, because Kurt was already in the Kurt. trunk by that point. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And it looked as though Kurt didn't have the money. Benicio had the money, right? right. Uh, yeah, he had the su- he had the suitcase with the with the boss's wife with the boss's money, and so he had all the money. So you thought you thought that Kurt was long gone uh, because he didn't have the money, and also. He was in the back of the trunk. Yeah, which is, usually doesn't end well. Uh, that was good. I liked that both that, those characters. Yeah, um, and in a way, I like both their endings. Actually, no, it's fair. And and yeah. when I say I didn't like it because I liked Ronald's character, I, right. I think the ending fit him just fine. Like, yeah, I, I wasn't <laughs> disappointed. I was just like, I liked right. him, you know. So, oh, those corn brothers, they are so good. <laughs> Well, I think okay, well that's, all, oh, that's I got. all I got. Yeah. Uh, good luck editing. All right. <laughs> thank you. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. In a Steven Soderbergh movie with more twists and turns than a Disneyland roller coaster. No, This is my. <laughs> yeah. This thank is you. my specialty. Normally, he says, Doug and Kevin are not <gasps> like other pretentious. <laughs> Film credits, but instead... <gasps> Babe, can you get your dog? Bruce, you're ruining my take. You want your toys? Do we sound desperate? Should we get a... Sh- <laughs> 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 Please write to us. His next character is called the whale. <laughs> Which just <laughs> doesn't seem fair, you does it? Cut that. It's true! It's true? Yes. No! Yes. <laughs> oh no! You should cut that when I said cut that! <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> That's alright. Oh. Will you shut it off for mm-hmm. some